Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In Between the Stitches. I am your host, Brady Wilson, and of course, with my co-host, Chase Olschwanger. What's going on? And as usual, we have a baseball game up. Currently, we're on the uh, A's and Mariners because, you know, three-way tie right now. We'll get into that in just a second. Uh, right now, it's nothing-nothing. Man on first, uh, bottom of the first, two outs. Uh, the A's got Zach Neal, I believe was his name, on the mound, and uh, he's had a rough go this season, but... Uh, essentially, right now, there's nothing for basketball. Yeah, nothing really. I mean, I mean, JaVale McGee got officially waived. We talked about it last time um, that it was going to happen. I think it was announced that the Mavs are playing in Spain for their preseason. Yes. So, I mean, you know, there's some cool stuff, but really, these this week and next week is pretty much all going to be baseball, football, as college football ramps up. Really, I mean, obviously, we had games last week, but this is really the true, true week one for college football. Um, baseball, obviously, there's a lot of big news. Cowboys, you know, the NFL, it's just, it's it's a football-baseball time of year. Basketball and hockey, we will get into um, more, I guess, next month, late late September, early October, as, you know, baseball playoffs start and football really gets into full swing. So I think we're going to move to baseball. Uh, there's just, again, there's just nothing for basketball that we can think of that's just so big we need to talk about because there's a lot more big stuff in other sports we need to talk about. It will come, but not right yeah. now. The Rangers... Evan Carter got called up, AAA, which is really good news. So I, I, I think all the people that are saying they want to see him called up, BMLB, I don't see that happening because you're in a pennant race. If you were kind of where you were last year or even where I expected to be this year, kind of in that above 500 but not in a playoff race, I could see them calling him up, kind of like with Josh Young, let him get his feet wet. But I don't see that just because you're trying to win right now. Right. So hope he does. I think he had a really good night, AAA. We'll see if you don't. Obviously, I think you're looking at opening day next year. It's a real possibility that he's your, if, if, and it's something that I think it was Jared Sandler was talking about it from 105.3, you know, Laoti or maybe Jamie Newberg from The Athletic, one of the two guys was talking about Ezekiel Duran and Laoti. They could be trade chips, especially Laoti, because Laoti can start for a lot of teams. And he give, and you, you could get a nice bullpen asset for him when you have Evan Carter and Wyatt Langford. And I know people, Adolis is going through a slump, but if you haven't learned already, Adolis Garcia is a very hot and cold hitter. And that that's fine. You can have hot and cold hitters because of his gold glove defense. He's not hot and cold hitter like Joey Gallo, hot and cold, hitting 190. He's at least hitting 240, 250, and he's got, you know, what, 32 bombs now? I mean, he's— 95 you know, RBIs. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's—you will take Garcia right now still in right field. Carter could be your opening center fielder. I could see Leody being moved definitely at the end of this season just because— he has not figured it out here too well. <clears throat> I could definitely see him being moved. And you got guys like J.P. Martinez who can play center and, yeah. and Jankowski as well. Now, I am not. I don't know 100% if Jankowski is going to be back next year. There's a possibility he is gone. I see him being back. Um, yeah. yeah, I would love to have him back. But you got guys that can play the position, that have played the position this year and can show that they can be successful, um, not only hitting the ball, but, you know, in that defensive position. So, yeah, I mean, Leody being gone, I mean, you could miss, you know, the, you know, the switch hitting aspect of it, but... You have options, and people yeah. forget how good of a center fielder he really is. Okay, so that, he can that's win. kind of why, in my opinion, he is still an everyday player because yeah. of that defensive ability. One, and then like a team like, I don't know, the Reds or a team that's, you know, trying to be the Pirates that could be on the rise, that could use someone like Kim, a change of scenery that just figures it out. It's possible. But speaking of the Rangers here, we'll, we'll be on them now. It's been a bad weekend. I mean, obviously the last couple of days have been fine, but it was— that that twin series was we we shook up you know the the bad losing streak did not get the ten games but then you just had some bad losses Sunday Sunday was just I'm sitting there going 
let's just win this game and get it over with. And then you you blow a save and blow another save. And it's just, it was not a great day for the Rangers. But we've turned it right against the Mets. They they found something on the plan. I don't know what they found, but they did something. It's worked. Uh, Garver was talking about Marcus Simeon, uh, you know, showing that leadership and being in the clubhouse and just saying, all right, guys, let's, you know, just kind of challenging guys. Let's let's win games two to one. Let's not try to win games eight to nothing, 12 to nothing. Yeah, that's fun. Like they've been doing all year. But you can't do that consistently. Right. We have to learn how to win games. We have to learn how to win close games. That's how you win the postseason. And I think for a guy like Simeon, who really hasn't had much postseason experience, I think if any, I think he had with the Blue Jays in 2021. I think he did. But before did, that, he was, was he not with, with Oakland in 2020? Yes, with Oakland. Yes, he had playoff experience with Oakland. Yeah. I forget that Oakland was good at one point. It's, <laughs> it's hard to remember when Oakland was very, very good. But they were. And so he has some playoff experience. I think showing that leadership, all right, you know, let's let's kick our butts in in the gear here, you know, and I think that that's a showing you why you're paying him that much money. Um, and right now we have a three way tie in the division. We talked about this a little bit earlier at the start of the episode. The Mariners and the Astros and the Rangers are all tied because of how tiebreakers work. And we were trying to sort it out here in our little pre production meeting. In that, you know, it's like, okay, well, we have the tiebreaker over the Mariners, but the Astros have the tie, or the Mariners have the tiebreaker over the Astros, but the Astros have the tiebreaker over us. So it's kind of like we're all playing leapfrog over one another, and it's it's very very confusing. Yeah, and we're just kind of like at this point, it's if they win, you have to win. If they lose, you can lose, but you like to win those games. I mean, it's stressful. It, it is, is really stressful. But I mean, it's fun. And it, it, it is fun. But being in the position that we've been in all season long, you know, this is the second time this year that we've been. Not in first place. Well, I guess we are in first place now. But you know, before we're coming into yesterday, we were in second place. I mean, it's yeah. it's stressful right now because you know, with all the success this team has had, I know they didn't have the expectations to be where they are right now. But from all the success they've had this year, you really want to, you know, you don't want to waste it. You don't want to waste that season. I mean, you I don't. know you didn't have that expectations coming in, but you gotta you gotta finish what you started. You, you have to at least. I think at this point, if we don't make the postseason, I would be very disappointed. Yes. And it, it not just because, oh, well, you had a bad season. We had a great season if you had told me, hey, you finished 80, 88 and whatever number that would be, 88 and whatever, you know, 88 win team. You missed the postseason by a couple games. If you told me that the day before opening day, I'd have been, great, let's go. But at this point, seeing what we have been, I'm like, well, that would be disappointing. Yeah. I'm not mad because it, the expectations were not there, but I'm definitely not super happy i'm just kind of like okay let's build for next season right so as the a's have a man on here we're really a's pulled one out last night which was really great the astros stupid astros won we're all mad about that so it's that's what's created the tie this this is fun we have not really experienced this kind of baseball since 2016 but i i was thinking about it i'm like really since 2015 because the the division was really bad at that point because it was right before the astros started their dynasty the Angels were still treading water with some of their, you know, old old players there. It it was, you know, kind of a three-way team, de- you know, deal there. And we pulled that one out, beating the Angels, I think, on the last day of the season. Or next to last day, it was, I believe it was the last day Cole Hamels went for us. David Freeze was the last out and made us all smile. And you've just squeaked out a division win. And it kind of feels like that, where every game feels like a playoff game right now. Not 2016, we won 95 games and just steamrolled to the playoffs, it felt like. Right. So this is exciting. This is fun. It's a lot. I would rather be this stressed out than just not caring at all and just waiting for the Cowboys to start 
As the A's just blasted as one to right center. As Lawrence Butler takes one deep right center. Let's go. It is two nothing A's. We're fist bumping here in the studio. This is that ball was gone off the bat. Yeah, down the, the right. Four thirty one. One ten off the bat. <laughs> Teoscar Hernandez took one step back, looked behind him, and just went, "Yeah, no, I'm not." You know, if the old Bob Euchre line from Major League, if the, or that was Major League Two, if that's not Shaquille O'Neal and right, that, <laughs> that one was gone, uh, which is great. Two nothing. I mean, it was. Little little in, and he just pulled his hands in and just he knew it was gone. He had that trot. Yeah, that was uh that was impressive. I I do have to say that was very impressive. I'm trying to see if I could see what it was. You know, going off and topic he, a little bit with the A's. Yeah, sorry, we're kind of blending off topic here. But it, you know, they're 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 close. You know, 39 win season. Obviously, they're not a good team. But I kind of like the pieces that they do have on their team. Right. I, I mean, I could see that. You know. Even Rangers pursuing some of the guys that they have, um, yeah. And I, I mean, I would, I would, I would love to see that happen because they got guys that, and we know, we know what the A's are known for. You know, you know they the get A's. these good guys and they get rid of them. But I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll they're up two nothing. So hey, that's hopefully they can keep this lead and the Mariners can lose again. <laughs> you know, the Mets series has been big for us. Garver came up big, two one game last night. Chapman, you know, came up huge. Yeah, he gave up a run, but he he did his job. Yes. Okay. And Leclerc, how about my guy yeah. coming through with the save? He he he, he God, gave, that pitch scared me. He gave a base runner, but I'm okay. Hey, he he, he got out of it. You know, it, he's pitching really good right now. The bullpen is just kind of treading along. And speaking of the bullpen, we had a really fun thing happen yesterday <laughs> with the Angels. They did something that if you or I did in our fantasy football leagues, we'd get kicked out. <laughs> they just decided. F it, we're going to launch the nukes, and here we go. We're just going to blow up the team, salary dump. Basically, what I mean, they get some, you know, some salary, uh, you know, dump there, but they just released everybody. Yeah. Wave Giolito, who they gave up a pretty big haul for. They they traded some of their better assets in their farm system, which is already bad, and launched them for nothing at this point. Yeah. Literally, they are getting nothing. Like. If they'd have traded, if they had waited the offseason and then somehow, I don't, I, I don't know if Giolito's a free, if Giolito's a free agent. Let's say that all these guys were not free agents. I know some of them are. Let's say none of them are. And they trade all of them. At least you got something back. Right. But this, you get nothing. You get salary relief, but that's not an asset. That's just, you're a billion dollar owner. That's not really great for you. Doesn't help out your team. Right? It's funny. I'm laughing. I think it's hilarious yeah. that they went, you know, I mean, as a as a Rangers fan, it's awesome. As a baseball fan, I hate it because I want to see Shohei win. I want to see Shohei in the playoffs. One thing that football does is look at Burrow, look at Mahomes, look at Hurts, those these new market, these highly marketable quarterbacks. They're getting to the playoffs. They're getting to Super Bowls. Baseball's two best players for a you know for the last four or five seasons. You know, at least baseball's best duo. Two of probably the what four best players in baseball on the same team can't make the playoffs. You don't see that in football. Mm-mm. You don't really see that in basketball. So it's just baseball. Yeah, it's funny you say that because when you talk about Luca and Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, but yeah, but Luca <laughs> in his in his in his, Luca in his career has made the playoffs. Oh no, of course, yeah, and same time Kyrie's won a ring. It's just funny when you know. But obviously, yes, bring you know, we're going back to Mavs. You know, bringing Kyrie in the situation that we were in last year just wasn't. You know, we, that team wasn't made for the playoffs. Yeah, it wasn't, but, and it was one season. The yeah. Angels and and Trout. Trout has never won a postseason series. 
in his in his baseball. It's unbelievable. That's not Shohei. That's Trout. Neither is Shohei, obviously. So, as a baseball fan, you want to see these guys in the postseason because it helps out your sport. And they're just they're not, and it sucks. But as a Rangers fan, I'm laughing. I think it's awesome. I think it's hilarious that the Angels said. It, I think it was Steve Phillips on MLB Network said that uh, the Angels should be punished for baseball malpractice when they did not trade Shohei, and I agreed because I did not <laughs> think that the Giolito trade and the Grichuk trade and the Crone trade and those guys, I didn't think they were enough. I'm like, they're not enough to beat us. They're not enough to beat Houston. They're not probably enough to beat Seattle. So who are they going for? Are they going for the wild card? Are they good enough for – but see, if, if let's say we win the division – Two of the wild card spots are going to probably go to Houston and the Mariners, and then the other AL East team. So you you have a big problem. You've got four teams to compete with. We're just going to say Blue Jays, Rays, Astros, Mariners. I'm assuming that we at, at the time right. we were in first, and I'm like maybe they can compete with the Blue Jays and the, and the Mariners, but they can't compete with the Rays. They can't compete with the Astros. They're literally just trying to beat other, that other those other two teams. And it has not gone well for them. It has really not gone well. Yeah. So we'll see what they do. I mean, obviously, you know, in, in baseball, it's football and baseball kind of have a, in my opinion here, and we, we may disagree on this, a contrast. I believe that in football, it is easier to build a winner, but it is, a, it is more difficult to sustain it because of injuries, roster turnover, and how many, you know, just, you know, it, it, it's more difficult to sustain it. In baseball, it is easier to sustain a team like we, the Astros, the Dodgers, the Rays, but it is more difficult to build it. We have seen teams fail rebuild all the time. The White Sox, the Tigers, obviously the Angels now, you could put them on that list of teams that have tried to build winners over a few years, and it has failed. So I believe it is, so, you know, that's just a take I came up with, you know, yesterday when I was thinking about the Angels. They just have not been able to build a winner. Because you look at teams like you know the Rangers, we're talking about hoping, hopefully, we can uh, continue to win for the next five, six, seven years. And how you win, and how you consistently win in baseball, is you already develop these guys, so you have a development team in place. And what you're hoping is that they can continue to develop players. You can keep those same guys. You know, theoretically, you can win for ten to fifteen years. We see that with the Dodgers and the Rays, they and the Astros, they have kept even the Astros have done it with with turnover, with GMs and everyone leaving and getting suspended. So the the you know the Astros, so I mean sorry, the Rays and the Dodgers, they have kept the same people in place and they have continued to produce talent. So it's easier to sustain it because you can keep those those developmental guys in place, and there's a lot more ways to acquire young talent. There's a lot more young talent you can acquire, so a lot more lottery tickets in football. Building it can be pretty easy. You hit on, a, you know, two drafts, two off seasons, two years, you're back. Yeah. You're back in attention. Yeah. I remember a few years ago, the Rams. I remember thinking this team's done. Then, like, what a year or two later, they're Super Bowl champions. Yeah. It's quick. It's quick turnaround in football. Baseball is hard to do a quick turnaround. People say the Rangers had a quick turnaround. Not really. No. It was a six year turnaround. Yeah. It was a painful six year turnaround. So the Angels and they get nothing for Shohei in the off season. It's not going to be good for them. The Yankees also had some waiver stuff. Shohei got injured, blew his UCL. We'll we'll see how that affects him. Obviously, hasn't affected his hitting. No, <laughs> clearly. Is it, is there, speaking of the Angels, is there anybody that you want on the Rangers roster from the waiver wire? Well, you mean you talk about this, and I've been posting on Twitter. I want Matt Moore or Lopez. Yes. Give me one of the pitchers, because you're not going to get all. You're not going to. You're hoping to get one. 
it, it would it would go more Lopez, and I would like Grid, Randall Grichuk or Hunter Renfro. Because yeah. the reason I like Grichuk is he's got pop. He would probably be your J.P. Martinez replacement for the postseason. I love Martinez, but he's young. And typically you want veterans in the postseason. And I feel like Bochy would like a guy like Grichuk. Been around a while, and he kills lefties. I don't exactly know his splits, but I know for a fact that he freaking kills lefties. I'm going to try to look them up here as we continue to talk. Yeah. But he had another, what, two home runs the other day you were, you were talking about here? Yeah. I mean, he uh, he he kind of said, I'll, I'll show you, as Houston is up 3 nothing on Boston yeah. in the, the end of the second. So Cutter Crawford is not doing us uh, very many favors. No. It, it's... I look for the Angels game. Am I just there? It is. So, and one more thing for the Rangers. We have a big series. You know, we are obviously trying to sweep the Mets tonight. Will be huge for us. You want to take these three? It would. It would definitely give you a boost. You you want the three from the Mets? It gives you back on track. We have to uh, get some revenge on these uh, Twins over the weekend, and then the big series, the one that I've been looking forward to for a few months now. Again. It's prime time. It's Houston. I'm going to the Wednesday game. I'd love to go to all three, but I just don't have the uh, the funds. <laughs> I don't have the funds to go uh, to all three. I'm looking for his splits versus left-handed batters. Okay. He is, um, he's got 90, 96 at-bats. He's batting 323 against lefties. He's got six of his home runs against lefties. Not as many walks. And not as many RBIs, but he's hitting 323 off lefties. He's and he's had more at bats against righties, so the numbers are gonna be a little bit skewed. But I think the fact that in 54 at bats against lefties, he has as many home runs as he has against 89 at bats, or 80, sorry, 54 games. I'm trying, to, trying to look at it. 96 at bats against lefties. I was looking at the wrong column. 96 at bats, six home runs, all those numbers. 245 against righties, same home runs, same amount. So he he kills lefties. Yeah. You know, the OBP stark contrast, slugging stark. I mean, I mean, the OPS is almost 300 points higher compared, you know, lefties to righties. So he is, you know, and, and post all star break, he's been a little bit of a funk, but he's got eight home runs, you know, eight of his 12. So he has, again, he's, he's a lefty killer. So that is kind of what you would be bringing him in for. And he plays pretty good defense. He's not a slouch in, in the field. So we missed it, by the way. Ryan Noda doubled the center, scored another did? run. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's Estee Uribe's, who I love. He's like, he's like one of my new like non-Ranger favorite players. <laughs> he's fast. He's on the A's. I like these. I, I, I am so tempted to buy an A's jersey. Just just to be, you know what? I am I am partially an A's fan now. <laughs> Don't sell the, you know, please sell the team, John Fisher. I will say that publicly. Please sell the team. It'd be, you, you would be doing the world You're not baseball. the only one who said it publicly. Yeah, you, you, you'd sure. be doing the world and baseball a favor. Um, <laughs> there's an old joke. Um, it's, it's in, uh, I think it was in uh, the movie Grumpy Old Men. And he was talking to the uh, the IRS guy, and he said, "Hey, why don't you do the world a favor and pull your bottom lip over your head and swallow?" <laughs> <laughs> so you know, John Fisher would not be would not mind if you did that. Homestand outlook: We just did that. You know, got to have this series against the Astros. You need to take two of three. Yeah. It, 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 screw no, you 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 need a sweep for the little stutter there. You need a sweep. 
like I'm just gonna straight up you really because it gives you that tiebreaker against him. Yeah. And with the Mariners, you play you play the Mariners thing seven times. Yeah. In the at the end of September, those are going to be like huge games. Like Brady, the Cowboys are playing. I don't care. The Rangers are playing. I'm yeah. gonna have you know it'll be interesting. So. We're going to move on to college football now, as we will be doing college football. Yeah, and we're, um, we're two days away from kickoff. Yeah, so we will be doing a slight focus on UNT, because it's what we're based out of. We, we play Cal this weekend on Saturday. Um, you know, Cal is definitely a lower-level Power 5 program, but they're still Power 5. Yeah. They're still Pac-12 mm-hmm. for now. And so we'll see. Uh, we, we will see what happens um, there. You know, new coach Eric Morris led a great offense with Washington State. You know, I, I know he's done a really good job of recruiting. You know, and I think he sees that Texas has so much talent in its state. Oh, yeah. And you're in a great area. You were in UNT. They're about, I'm going to use my town as reference, Waukesha. We're about an hour away, about 66 miles down south, about an hour, right? So in that metroplex, you are still in that metroplex area. It's not SMUs. It's, you're in, you are in that DFW. DFW has so many good teams. So many Highland Parks here, Duncanville, DeSoto. You know, you you know the reigning state champions. Even going to DeSoto and not getting their star players, getting their backups. Even I mean, I mean, I'm sure their backups could start for most of the teams in 6A. Right. So we'll see what happens with UNT. Hopefully, we have a good season. You know, we had a pretty good season last year, but we'll see what happens this year. I'm expecting and, a better year. Yeah, we, I am too. Um, some new some games just kind of look out for. I I, I kind of went through and just picked a few. Um, Nebraska, Minnesota. I am a big believer in Matt Rule. Turn that Baylor program around. Turn the Temple, I believe, program around before Baylor. Did not work in the NFL, but we've seen you know college coaches just not work in the NFL. Yeah. It just it doesn't mean they're a bad coach. It just means that they didn't work in the NFL. And Matt Saban Rule, didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I mean Matt Rule, and that's because then that that's I think that was Saban's. Saban has a system, right? And that system doesn't work with the NFL draft and how you acquire players. And I mean, right? And, and it's just it did. No, but it just goes to show that the best of the best in yeah, just, college just might not work out in the NFL. It's very difficult to yeah. work to do both. So Urban Meyer, <laughs> thank you, God, I didn't because I was in on him. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't have a podcast at that point because I would be getting soundbited. <laughs> Nebraska, Minnesota. I'm really in on this Nebraska program. Um, I love Matt Rule. I think he'll be a great coach. I think he'll turn that program around better than Scott Frost ever could. I know you know Nebraska fans are ready to get back to prime time Big Twelve. Right, Big Twelve. I'm still learning. Uh, Nebraska. Yes, they're the Big Ten. Big Ten. They're Big Ten. Okay. So for everyone, I I would say I got into college football probably J- Joe Burrow's year. So it's I'm still learning some of the and, the and people change the conference all the time. So bear with me if I get a conference wrong. Um, Nebraska, Minnesota. It'd be a good game. It'd be a game, and that's tomorrow. And Florida, Utah is prime time tomorrow. They had that great game down in the swamp last season that was electric. Yeah. And so we'll see. You know, now they're going to Utah as a rematch. And we will see if uh, Florida or Utah, which we know, I, I, I'm probably going to pick Utah on that one. You know, they're ranked. They could have a, their prime for another big year. Yeah, home, home team. Yeah, yeah, take them. Um, some big games on Saturday. The big one I think is Colorado TCU. I think it's what everyone's watching because it's Dion. Prime time is in the FBS. We will debut see. game. He he is in the Power Five. We will see, um, what he's able to do with Colorado. Obviously, this first season may not be national champs. No. We are thinking two, three, four years when that you know twelve team college football playoff comes in, which I don't know about you, I'm pumped for. I, I, it's going to be yeah. so much better. Rice at Texas and the New Mexico at Texas A and M. So, and I know uh, Baylor plays Texas State, so kind of get some Texas teams in there. Um, SMU they play at I think a lower level school. 
They were playing Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech, yeah. Okay, so you know, Conference USA. Yes. Um. Then Monday. Monday is I'm gonna make this is Brady's game to watch. This is the one I am gonna be glued to. I I'm missing the first part, but I am recording this. And if anyone who knows me, my family friends know I hate recording games. I hate being behind. I'm willing to. This is LSU at Florida State. This is the biggest game of the weekend, probably besides Colorado at TCU. Honestly, I mean it may be the biggest game. It's it's the it's the biggest because it's five LS uh, rank number five LSU and rank nine Florida State. So I think it's the best you know ranked opponents together. But LSU has my Heisman pick. I'm picking Jaden Daniels. I know people are picking Caleb Williams. I'm picking Jaden Daniels. I am completely sold on him as a quarterback. He can run. He can throw. He's accurate. He can throw deep. He can do everything. And he's got a chip on his shoulder. So I'm excited to see what he can do, what Brian Kelly can do in his second year. What are you know, So what are you expecting for college football this season? Because obviously realignment is shaking things up. So you know, what do you think about the realignment and all that? College football this year. I mean, first of all, I'm just I'm just excited for it to get back in the, you know, back in the back in the groove. I'm yeah. excited to wake up. You know, Saturday have college football, Sunday NFL. But no, I mean, I'm expecting big things this year. I really am. I think there's I think there's going to be when it comes to the college football playoff. I mean, you know the teams that we're expected to see, but I think there's going to be some difference this year. In there's going to be that team that we just like we're not ready for yet. That's going to really show who they are. And I think Texas is one of those teams. In my opinion, I think they could really make a run and be that college football playoff Final Four team. Yeah, and see, mine, I'm I'm gonna stick with LSU. I think it's very possible. Um, but that 12 team playoff format is coming, and and here's why. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Here's why that. I'm a fan of it. And Joel Klatt, who I have a great amount of respect for as a college football analyst, I, you know, don't listen to any podcasts, don't watch as many, but I he is one I make sure I watch just because you know I'm trying to learn more about college football. There's a lot of teams to learn, and he was talking about how, and I I agreed with him in that. What will probably happen is it'll take a few years, but when all you know, if you want to win, everyone wants to win. I don't care what anyone tells you. Everybody wants to win a national championship, and so right now there's about five schools, maybe Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. That's what four. Four. Yeah. That's four schools. I'm sure, want, you can, I'm sure you can find out. If you, another want, school if you want to throw in LSU, if you want to throw in USC. There's a few other schools that you could say you maybe you make a run. But those are the big four. And if you, want to win, if you want to win a national title right now in the current format, that's how you have to win one. It's probably go to one of those four schools. And that's what I hate is that all the talent is going to these schools. So then these lower-level, mid-level Power 5 schools that are, that are good teams, A&M, good team, Nebraska, I think at some point, right? These really, really talented football teams. If you want to go to the SEC, Tennessee, Ole Miss, these guys, right? The talent is not—I mean, there's talent going there, but the top, top talent's going to Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, all these teams. Right. And so it's, it's creating a disparity. So that way, when Tennessee beats Bama, it's huge. It's huge news because Tennessee is good. They'll whip up on pretty much every— They're another team that could be yeah. a slide in that Final yeah. Four. Shake, is, is, is it Shake Milton? That's his name, right? The quarterback from Tennessee, I believe. He is—they're he, saying— Damn. I mean, Shake Milton, I know, is a guard for the or a past guard for the 76ers. Um, Maybe I am completely. I am probably. Yep. I am. I am. I am probably. <laughs> who is who is the Tennessee quarterback? Who is the Tennessee quarterback? Well, last year was Hendon Hooker, but. Well, I know that. Um, I don't know. Joe Milton. Joe okay. Milton. Okay. I had the Milton. You were close part enough. Right. Yeah. I had the Milton part right. There went off my case. I had the Milton part right. So Joe Milton is the quarterback, not Shake Milton. Not Shake Milton. He's he's a he's a guard. Seventy six. He's a guard guy. for the seventy six. Okay, so I believe 
that Joe Milton is going to be a great quarterback. He's looked really good in the preseason. I I think Tennessee's got a chance to be a kind of like like you're talking about a sleeping giant, one of those schools. But I think that once you get into the twelve team playoff format, you will get to a place where the that talent starts to even out. Yeah, and you will because I think some people are like, man, why do we need twelve teams? Because you know, let's say let's say that Utah is like the tenth team and they're playing, you know, like what the third ranked team or something like that. It's not gonna be a good game. They're gonna get killed. Well, yeah, right now, once the talent waters out, once the talent evens out, it won't be as bad. Because then you'll be looking at more teams. Right. Then if you can get in that top 25, you can get in that top 12. And if you can get in that top 12, you got a chance. And kids, I think, I think kids will see this. And I think if you can sell players, sell these high school kids on a, on a vision of, look, we just get in that top 12. It's not like going up against Georgia. It's just going to be they roll through everybody. Right. This is a little bit different. And you can sell kids on that vision. So I, I'm i a fan of it, and I'm excited to see. I think, was it, is it next year it happens, or is it after next season? I'm not sure exactly. If you could bear with me for a second, I can get the facts yeah, straight. Okay. Um, um, but no, no, I mean, yeah, I'm extremely excited for it because, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, who knows what could happen. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, obviously you are hoping that, uh, you know, I, I'm a believer in the 12-team playoff format. The talent will even out. So there's your games to watch, I think, for this week. Obviously, you know, Chase, you said you're a Texas fan. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm a UNC yeah. fan. I'm a student here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, we, they're my team. We, but we yes, I've, I have supported Texas my whole life. Both my parents went there. They have always been my team. I'm a Longhorn fan at heart. Um, I, but it says the college football playoff format will officially begin in the 2024 and 2025 season. So that's next season. Yeah. So that's that's nice. So this is the last year of the four-team playoff format. Hallelujah. Um I don't have a team besides UNT, obviously. Um, I my family did not grow up with a college team. We usually just root, rooted for Texas teams. Yes, I was raised to hate one team, and that is Oklahoma. I don't hate. I don't. I don't. Hate, I don't hate Oklahoma State. Mostly because my dad actually told me if he hadn't gone, he went to Texas A&M Commerce. If he hadn't gone there, he would have gone to Oklahoma State. Okay. So he always liked him. So in in turn, my dad likes him. I liked him. Sure. So I hate Oklahoma. I hate the Sooners. Everybody else, I have really nothing against. Even SME, which is UNT's rival, I have nothing really against them. Same here. I got good friends you know, that go there. So, you know, so yeah. I'm, I am a, you know, I don't have a team, which I think is a little, it's a little more fun to be, I think, neutral in college football, because I can sit on Saturday and I don't have to watch one team. I can watch as many games as I want. I can watch whatever games I want, because obviously, the, you know, when the NFL is on, whenever the Cowboys are on, that's what I'm watching. Right. And I just have to hope that if there's a game I want to watch, it's not when the Cowboys are on. So I think, so I, I, I think it's, it's a little more fun to be neutral. It's also fun to have just be a fanatic of a team. So, you know, obviously, I like teams like Tennessee. I like teams. I you know, there's it, Auburn because my earliest football memory, or at least cultural memory, is the kick six. I I remember where I was. I remember the people because we had a uh, family that was they're diehard Auburn fans. So we were rooting for them. And uh, I think that's gonna do it. We're gonna move on to uh, the Cowboys and Chase. I'm gonna let you take this one because I'm gonna give you some props. You called this. I did. I was not in on Trey Lance as a, as a cowboy, but oh, neither was I. But I you, just said I don't remember if you, I said it on the podcast or not. You called it, so Chase, I'll let you give your yeah. analysis on this one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember if I said it on the podcast or not. I might have. I gotta go back and listen. But if it was either pregame or you know, you know, pre-podcast, I talked about. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we just you know pursued Trey Lance, not to replace Dak, but just to have that weapon to maybe like, you know, maybe be a replacement a couple years down the road. Who knows what's going to happen? But also maybe 
move you know move our offense to another level and maybe running a a two quarterback package where or he's bringing train lance for some running game and you know fake a run you know defense expects to run when he's in the game and he passes something like that next thing you know a few days later Trey lance is a dallas cowboy and i texted you right after that in all caps i called it you did and you were saying you know you're, you're you don't hate it you like it but you don't know why yeah it, it, it puzzled me a little bit at first and and not because i did not like Trey Lance. It it was one of those like really. It just it it was it was it was it was surprising. It was way out of left field. I had zero idea it was happening, right? So and I'm not saying I don't like it because for a fourth round pick for a fourth round pick, got a guy who got drafted number three you overall. You got a guy that they liked, and not only that they liked, but you got a guy that has a chance to become really great. You know, I think worst case scenario, you spent a fourth round pick and you get, you know, you get nothing. Okay. I honestly think what he'll probably end up being is um, he will be a backup. Cooper Rush will be gone at some point and he'll be your backup. But also, and I think someone else um, pointed this out, and I didn't think about this, um, you face a lot of mobile quarterbacks. Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts are both. I mean, Sam Howell can run, but Daniel Jones, your your competition in the NFC East, Jalen Hurts can run. You know he's gonna run over you. And so yeah. Trey Lance gives you that guy and scout team that can run, and I I I I like it. That's that is why I like it because yeah. it, it he gives you that guy that you need. In practice, they can run. It's also so just a, it, it's just a guy that never got a real opportunity and a chance. Yeah. We don't know his true talent. We know we know his talent. He was drafted number three for a reason. There was yeah. a reason why the Niners gave up so much, you know, gave up what they did to get him. Right. He hasn't been given the opportunity. Now you got this guy. You got him stashed. I mean, yeah. You know, I it, if Dak doesn't do what we need him to do in the next couple of years, well, I mean, yeah. I'm, he I'm could I'm, be our new starting quarterback. As much I'm, as I love Dak, I'm da- I love Dak, but I I am a Dak Homer. But we we will see what happens with yeah. that. 53-man roster. Um, we're going to go through who got cut here. I have it right here on my phone. So we released uh, Ben Benogu, Chuma Adoga, and CJ Goodwin. Now, Adoga and Goodwin will be back. The, the, the Cowboys love the roster finagling where they release these guys. And it was the same thing with uh, Trent Sieg, the long snapper. They need to place some of their guys on 53. They need, to, they need to spend one day on the 53, and then they go to IR. So they'll be back. They're fine because Doga is our, you know, part of our line depth. Goodwin is a special special teams ace, and Sieg is your long snapper. You released Will Greer, released Malik Jefferson, released Tyron Johnson. Um, you waived Isaac Alarcone. That experiment is pretty much dead at this point. I believe he's not back. I do not see him on the list for practice squad. So sucks. I mean, sucks. I mean. Um, Jose Barbone, Quentin Bohanna, Earl Bostic, Miles Brooks, Josh Butler, Jabril Cox. That was big, kind of a little bit of surprise there. That was a surprise, yeah. Um, Tyler Coyle, Jalen Jalen Moreno Cropper, Malik Davis, Dontario Drummond, Princeton Fant, Marcus Farniot, Simi Fajoko, guy they really believed in, just never developed. Yeah. Um, Seth Green, Brock Hoffman, Dennis Houston, Darrell Johnson, Isaiah Land, which really hurt. I loved Land coming out of the draft. He got picked up by the Colts today. Um, Alec Lindstrom, D'Angelo Mandel, uh, Sean McEwen, Sh- Sheldrick Redwine, Alex Taylor Priolu, 
Priello. I'm not going to. Tyra Sweet. They placed uh, Josh Ball, David Durden, DeMarvin Overshone, and Josh Ste- John Stevens on IR. So right now, your 53 looks, you know, there was some, there was some surprises. And you traded Kelvin Joseph for uh, Noah Igbin- Igbinogany. Leave us how you pronounce it. Um, I hate it. <laughs> I was a big Kelvin Joseph guy. Loved him out of Kentucky. Liked him at LSU. I mean, I believe it was, you know, I, I liked him in college. Liked him a lot. And it, it, I, th- I thought maybe he had found his spot in the slot. Then they traded, uh, I'm, I'm, I just, I don't understand it. I like, you know, it, I, I'm just going to call him Ig. I liked Ig, but, you know, I, I just felt like. I he, mean, maybe there's some concerns off the field. Keep Kelvin. I, I, I just, I felt like you were better off. If you're going to keep one of the two potential busts, keep Kelvin Joseph. He's at least been here. He's at least good on special teams. You know he's good on special teams. So, um, right now, your uh, practice squad looks like this. CJ Goodwin. And again, Goodwin, uh Goodwin is not gonna be staying there. He'll be getting on the 53 man roster soon. Um obviously no one's gonna steal him because he's not a corner. Right. I mean, he's listed he can play corner, but he's a special teams guy. Before you continue, were you surprised about Malik Davis? A little bit. Or do you I mean but I, I, I go Dowdle, did I he did, deserve it? I did I, I thought Dowdle was gonna get it. I didn't okay. expect them to carry four running backs. Okay. Uh Malik Jefferson, speck on the practice squad, Sheldrick Redwine Tyrus Wheat, who I liked. I believe he was out of Missouri. Um, Ty, uh, Darrell Johnson, Josh Butler, Sean McEwen's back. He played pretty well for us. Yeah. Princeton Fant, Malik Davis, Brock Hoffman's kind of your center depth. I loved Jalen Cropper from Fresno State. I thought he could be a really interesting UDFA ad. We got him. I'm glad we kept him. Tyron Johnson, and I liked Earl Bostic at Kansas, too. So we, we definitely had, a, we had a, one of my a really good UDFA class. Bostic. Um, Tyrus Wheat, Isaiah Land, and then we didn't keep him, but still. Jalen Cropper, Hunter Lipke, who made the team. Um, Austin Taylor Priolu, uh, he he made it. And then uh, Sean Harlow is on. So there's one player yet to be named. So we will see what happens um, there. I'm looking at Michael Gelkin, trying to see if, uh, so uh, who else is on. But looking at the roster, this is how it stands. Quarterback, you got Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, and Trey Lance. So you're pretty good at quarterback. Yes. At running back, Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle, and Deuce Vaughn. Uh, and then Hunter Lipke is really a fullback. So I'm counting him a little bit different. So we'll count Lipke as a running back, but he's a fullback. He, McCarthy had a guy in Green Bay, people might remember, named John Kuhn. And I thought Lipke reminded me a of lot of, of John Kuhn. So he's kind of that fullback. We know McCarthy likes to have a fullback. So he, he fills that role for you. He can block. He was from North Dakota State. Had, had a really good college career. You know, but the fullback's kind of a dying position. So we will see if he can help keep it going. Because, you know, guys like uh, Kyle Juszczyk and uh, I think the guy at Baltimore. Patrick Ricard. Patrick Ricard, yes, thank yeah. you. Um, they've been helped keeping it alive. Um, wide receiver, they kept six. CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, obviously. Tolbert smitted himself as the fourth guy. Kamonte Turpins are finally going to get some work at receiver, I think, this year. I like it. I, I I definitely do too. Um, I I one of the things I really knocked Kel, uh, Kellen Moore for was he did not use Turpin in the offense. Really, I thought Mike Man, you got teams guy, that you, was it. you got the speed, use it. And then Jalen Brooks won the sixth won the sixth receiver, the seventh round pick yep. out of South Carolina. I'm excited. South Carolina, right? Yeah, he wasn't Arkansas. He was South no, Carolina. South Carolina. Uh, tight end, only keeping three. So you got Ferguson, Hendershot, Fergushot. It's a great, great nickname yeah. there. And then Schoonmaker, who was your second round pick. Yeah, no your, surprise there for the three. Yeah. Offensive line. Um, 
Tyron Smith, Tyler Bia- Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotis. There's a lot of T's there. <laughs> Zach Martin, and then Terrence Steele. You got four, four of your five guys are, are, are T's there. Uh, Matt Willetsko, Awesome Richards, and uh, TJ Bass. I like Bass, Oregon, Mean Streak. Really felt like I I had a draftable grade on him. So I mean, again, this UDFA class was really nice. Yeah. And then Chuma, and there is a note here: Chuma Doga was a roster cut, but he will be back on the team after uh, Josh Ball has moved to IR. So th- count Chuma Doga, you know, as your O lined up because he, he's he's a tackle guard swing guy. A defensive end. <sighs> God, it's so beautiful. Do do you see the defense the defensive ends we have? Well, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Sam Williams get out of that trouble, and we have Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, Sam Williams, Dante Fowler. All of those guys, in my opinion, could start for every other team in the league, yeah. and we have them as backups. Yeah. At D tackle, you went a little heavy. You went a little heavy at D tackle, but I'm okay with that. Mozzie Smith, Jonathan Hankins, Osa Odigizua. I know his name is Viliami Fahoko, but his he's li- I've heard it be called, and he's been listed as junior. So that's what we're gonna refer him to as refer him as I can speak English uh, so Junior Fajoko was your fourth round pick out of San Jose State uh, Chauncey Golson who has been kicked inside last season and then my guy Noah Gallimore mm-hmm. you know part of that really cool 2020 draft class where in your first three picks they hit three guys that I had in my top 35 in C.D. Lamb Trevon Diggs and Noah Gallimore um, linebacker little thin because Marquise Bell is listed as a linebacker but you have Leighton Van Resch and Damone Clark are going to be your starters. Devin Harper, and then you've moved Marquis Bell to being a small linebacker. It's the overshot replacement, pretty much. Yeah, and, and it's it's one of those things that just kind of, it, it left you in a bad spot with Overshone getting hurt, but you're stuck with it. You're stuck with it. There's not much you can do about it now. Yeah. Um, Cornerback. Corners look great. You know, you're, you're a little heavy. Trevon Diggs, Stephon Gallimore, Deron Bland, Jordan Lewis, who was activated off IR or off PUP. Uh, Noah Igbenogany, Igbenogany, yeah, okay, Igbenogany. I'm just trying to sound that out. Eric Scott Jr., your sixth-round pick out of Southern Miss, I believe it was. Yes. And Deshaun Wright, failed third-round pick. Out of... <sighs> I, still, I, I still got some belief in Deshaun Wright. I will never forgive them. So we weren't we weren't on the podcast yet. I had he's probably probably still been my favorite player coming out of college ever, and don't ask me why. It was Ifiatu Melifonwu. I probably wore my my parents out talking about this guy. I loved him in that 2021 draft. And he was on the board. And I heard that that last pick in the third round, because he had three third-round picks. You took Osa. Cool. You took Golston. And I was kind of like, okay, I had like a fifth-round grade, but uh, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And then I'm thinking, oh, it's a corner. Because I, I was on Twitter, and they said, it is a corner. I'm like, oh, my gosh, if they take Melifonru, I'm going to go freaking nuts. <laughs> He, he fits the Dan Quinn mold. He's 6'2". He's long arms. He's fast. We're going to draft him. Nashawn Wright. Only reason I knew, I knew Nashawn Wright for two things. One, last chance you. you know, his brother uh, Rajon was on there. And then I knew him because I saw 6'4 and his, his long arms. And I watched him a little bit at Oregon State. I had a six-round grade. It was just like, what? I was so pissed. I'm still mad about it. I know he. My, my, I know that Melifonu hasn't really worked out. I, could, I wish we would have saved our late round six four corner pick for Tariq Woolen last year, but you know, don't get me started on Woolen, <laughs> dude. Again, I remember being in my dorm, and I was having to. I don't remember what I was doing, but I was. That's what it was. 
we, our fridge had like an ice problem, so I was having to deal with that. Uh, but I was watching Thursday Night Football, and it was like, yeah, it was it was Niners at Seattle late in the year on Amazon, and then Richard Sherman was like, yeah, no one or someone was like, no one really saw this breakout season from Woolen. I wheeled down and I didn't yell, but I wanted to yell. I did. I saw this. I was completely in on him. I had a second round, late second, early third. I'm like, this guy's going to be a stud. He's 6'4". He runs fast. He has really no deficiencies. He's, he's just, his technique can be a little raw. You polish him up, this guy could be a top corn league. This guy could be Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Don't look at it that he played UTSA. He's, he's great. I don't mind the small school guys. And I... Proven right. I saw Woolen in person play multiple times, yeah. and he was always fantastic. I mean, it was just it, it pains me that we did not take him. Yeah. It pains me. Could you imagine Diggs, Gilmore, and Woolen somehow being able to kick Gilmore <laughs> in the slot? I guess or something. Put Woolen in the slot. Oh, it'd be so great. Safety. This is arguably the best point of the team. This is arguably the deepest position besides defensive line. Donovan Wilson, Jaron Curse, Malik Cooker, Israel Mukwamu, and then Wanye Thomas. I'm so happy for him. His he is a really sad and very you know oh, you know interesting story. It's uh, I cannot remember everything about it. And I don't want to say anything and I'm wrong. Right. But I'm happy for him. He really played well in the preseason. So we'll see him. Maybe he can make an impact. Uh, you know this year. And then your specialists, Brian Anger, the best punter. He's he's back. And then the kicker. It's Brandon Aubrey. And I'm telling you, now, now I will say I'm out on Robbie Gold because I heard a report that he doesn't want to kick anything like 45 plus. Yeah. And he, he, he's basically being a, a pain. So, okay. It just, I'm worried. I am. Maher was so reliable last season up until the collapse. Yeah. It's just one of those things where I'm just like, I'm worried. Because obviously every kicker that's in the league right now, we've all, we, we all, every fan base said, oh, he's a first time, you know, he's first time, whatever, rookie. We'll see how he works. I'm just worried. I'm hoping he works out. I'm I'm hoping Brandon Aubrey works out. But you're you're just worried when 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 kicking matters so much. Those points, you know, being able to get down there. When, that's one thing I love about Maher. You crossed the fifty. You were you were you, you crossed the forty five. You're walking away with at least. You're three. walking away. You're pretty much walking away with at least three points. Yeah. It was so nice being able to have that. So we will see if Aubrey can you know be good. I'm hoping he does, but. I am definitely worried about Brandon Aubrey. Like, I am very worried. We will see how that works. Week one, New York Giants, Sunday Night Football. This is the third year in a row that we're opening up on Sunday Night Football. So, cool. Yeah. I mean, I'll take it, but we've lost both years, so we'll see. If we Tampa Bay. We're, and... we're, we're Tom Brady. Yeah. We'll see if we can reverse <laughs> Um, next Next week will be our... NFL predictions, we're going to kind of do it like we did our mock drafts. We're going to say, all right, NFC East, here's how I mm. think it ends. Here's how Chase thinks it ends. W- discuss why we think this certain way. And so it'll maybe a little bit longer of an episode, uh, but we'll see. Um, basically, in the NFL, Jonathan Taylor did not get traded because Jim Irsay and the Colts wanted too high of a price. As usual, the Colts are making a very bad mistake. So, hey, it's not my team. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm cool. And uh, one actually yeah. just came to my mind, Cowboys, if you don't know if you saw, they're putting DeMarcus Ware in, in, in the Ring of Honor. So it's Very deserved. Still not putting Jimmy Johnson in, but, you know, we're... Uh, I, I, I still believe that Jerry Jones will not put Jimmy Johnson in until he wins a ring be- without Jimmy's help. Because you know, Jerry is like every rich businessman. 
he uh, he he has an ego, and you know it pains him that all fans, every analyst says, yeah, Jimmy has two rings, but that third one, my dad told me when I was a little kid, Brady, an orangutan could have coached that '95 Cowboys team. It it, it they could have they coached themselves. It was Jimmy's team. You know it pains Jerry to know that, that all of the success he has had as an owner of the, the Dallas Cowboys, team-wise, he knows that it is pretty much... Now, it, what, 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 what sucks is that it's like you can't look at it and say, well, I brought Jimmy in, so I'm really the brilliant mind. Because you could. Right. And we'd all be, he's right. But he chooses to you know, get pissed that Jimmy gets all the credit. And it just it sucks. It really sucks that they can't, because such good friends, and they just drifted apart. So the A's game is now tied in the top of the fourth. Uh, Perez, it should show you how bad it is when I don't even really know the A's players. Um, Perez, this is uh, Carlos Perez. <laughs> cool. Um, he has played, okay, he's played a little bit. Uh, last played in 2018. This is what we're dealing with. Oh, he played for us. Wait, what? 20 games with us. I do not remember this guy. I straight up don't. I don't remember him. <laughs> wow. Okay, cool. Well, he just got a hit, and uh, the big slugger, Lawrence Butler, is uh, back up for Yeah, but the unfortunately, the Mariners had a three-run shot inside the game. Stupid Teoscar Hernandez. <laughs> so the Rangers start here uh, what, at 540. Five, yeah, 540. So about an hour and a half here. The Rangers will get started. It's a little bit shorter of an episode. Um, I thought it went on a little bit longer, but apparently the time the time does not yeah, lie. About 50 minutes. Yeah, so we're good. It'll be a little bit longer of an episode uh, next week. And I'm happy to announce that we are officially on Spotify and Amazon Music. Last week, I wasn't able to distribute it as much because I wasn't sure if it went up because I was having difficulties with the RSS feed, and I was having to talk back and forth with people on that I have my RSS feed with, my subscription, because it got deleted. And so I was trying to reinstate it. So I, I just, I wasn't sure. So I was unable to distribute it. And I forgot. And then a lot of sports news happened. And I just said, well, I'll wait till next week. So we are on Amazon Music. We are on Spotify. I cannot get us on YouTube. I tried so diligently. It YouTube decided it wanted to be a pain in the neck. And there will be a new website, correct? As well. Yeah. Um, new website. We got to send that link out. Yes. So we will, and you know, the new, so there's a new website because we had a lot of people come to me and say, hey, and the KNT website has been giving me problems. Can you guys get your podcast or something else? We have. So the website is getting a makeover. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I have not seen it. So I don't know. I can't promise it's going to look like this. It's going to be like this. But I do believe this episode will be on the new website. The website goes live tomorrow, um, August 31st. We are recording this. Um, obviously, we said, you know, when the Rangers game starts, it's about 4 15 uh, Wednesday, August 30th. So if anything happens after this point, that is why we are not talking about it because we do not know about it. Um, Chase, is there anything you'd like to add before we go? No, I don't think so. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Um, you know, as we get started with uh, baseball this new semester, it'll be it'll be definitely be fun. A pennant race, Cowboys. It's this is DFW Sports is on the rise again. Yep. We'll see. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See you guys.